Welcome to the tip of the spear. It's my mission to honor the ways of our ancestors by putting back in what the modern world left out, to return our people back to strength, health, and happiness. I'm your host, Ben Johnson, and I know from decades of my own suffering that our decisions around food, movement, environment, and community can unlock vibrant health, the kind of health that enables us to realize our fullest potential. I'm here to wage war against the institutions of the modern world and remind you that you are the sole descendant of the genus Homo, the baddest mammalian predator that have ever lived, and that the default state of your being is health. Our forefathers possessed a level of resilience and problem-solving that shames our safe space, everyone's a winner, nonsense-laden culture of today. It's time that we acknowledge the wisdom of our ancestors and use it, along with technology, to bring about heaven here on earth. I'm here to show you how to put back in what the modern world left out, to return you to your birthright of strength, health, and happiness. Jumbo, my friends, thank you for tuning in to episode one of The Tip of the Spear. I'm super excited to double-click on who I am, um, why I'm here and why I feel compelled to share ancestral living tenants with you, the impact that they've had on my, on my life and how I know that they can improve yours. Um, I think I know that with episode one, uh, the format is just going to be a little bit of a bio so that you guys understand where I'm coming from and what I hope to accomplish through this forum, if it wasn't implied in intro already, which I know that it was. Um, so a little bit about me. I have been, I'd say, a relatively normal person that has struggled with autoimmune-esque conditions for my entire life. Uh, And it started with me when I was 13 or 14. I started having some really bad cystic acne, um, much, I'll call it very severe. (laughs) I tried all of the uh, kind of traditional dermatological interventions, you know, topical creams, um, antibiotics, Accutane for a while, nothing worked for me. Accutane made my skin way worse and just like blanketed me in one of the darkest depressions um, that I've ever had. So cystic acne, um, anxiety, depression have been mainstays of my life. My family has also had a complicated history of autoimmunity. I'm sorry, I had uh, a list here of kind of the topics that I want to follow because I'm a little bit nervous today um, podcasting for the first time, but um, I'm going to keep moving forward, taking action, and we'll learn and grow together. So um, yeah, my family had a complicated history of dysfunction as well. My mom was a classically trained pediatrician, a doctor who was tasked with raising healthy babies. And because of her, um, I would say poor training and um, lack of understanding of lifestyle and diet, she allowed herself, she didn't allow herself, but she was dealt a shitty hand and she ended up being disabled from practicing medicine and got so sick as to be in a wheelchair. I remember when we went to my uh, high school orientation, my mom had to get her powered wheelchair and she was scooting around the halls um, on this, what I thought was a badass electric wheelchair. So suffice to say, she was very sick for a long time through my childhood. um, And even when I went to college, I didn't really understand the impact that lifestyle played on my health or her health uh, until a little bit later when I was in college. I remember I was 21 and I was so fed up with my skin and the anxiety and the depression and the impact that those variables were having on, uh, you know, my dating, my social life, and just my ability to be the person that I wanted to be um, when I should have been having, you know, quote, the time of your life in college. 
So I was fed up. I wasn't getting where I wanted with traditional dermatologists. I was tired of going to them and having them tell me that, oh, this will subside as you continue to age and your androgen hormones start to taper off. Um, I, I wasn't seeing that. My skin was still the exact same. They had always told me that it didn't respond to diet, that you know I could eat whatever I want, that this condition would continue to manifest until my hormones tapered off. But I could tell that that was not true. Uh, I saw that my skin responded poorly to dairy, uh, to chocolate, to processed foods, and certainly when I would go out and drink with friends. So when I was 21, I remember having this like breaking point, and I went deep down the rabbit holes of nutrition and exercise science and kind of lifestyle design. Um, you know, I really cleaned up my diet. I remember I was going to the high V in Manhattan, Kansas, like three or four days a week, buying a bunch of fresh produce and veg and meat um, and cooking, eating a, a lot of salads, doing everything that I could to manage insulin sensitivity as one lever that would, you know, control sebum production and oil on my skin and hopefully uh, help lessen the expression of this skin condition. I saw pretty immediate results uh, when I started deploying these lifestyle tenants or these lifestyle changes. Um, and I was, I was stoked. You know, I finished college. I moved home with my mom, who was still really suffering. Um, and I, I got a job at a grocery store, Sprouts, in Kansas City. And uh, I cooked food for myself and my mom every day for, for months and months. Uh, she really resisted me at first. She's a lot like myself, um, a creature of habit. And she had her habit loops defined. She wanted to continue doing what she was doing. Uh, but I kept prodding and kept prodding because of the results I'd seen in my own life. And honestly, I wanted to know that I was in control of the expression of my biology for the future so that I could like commit to ambitious professional pursuits and not have them taken away from me as I saw done to her. So together, we, we worked really hard on cleaning up our diet and improving our lifestyles. And you know, we got her from... You know, at the peak, she was on 30 different prescriptions to zero, effectively. Um, she's on some supplements now, nutritional supplements, but not on any of the pharmaceuticals that had been prescribed as mainstays of her life for the previous, you know, 15 or 20 years. So that was amazing. And the first exposure that I had to uh, lifestyle and its impact or ability uh, to control the expression of, you know, what, what we could call genetic deficiencies. So after I had, you know, kind of, quote, solved that riddle, I, I moved out of Kansas City. I moved to Seattle. Uh, I got a job in technology. And, you know, I thought that I had defined my trajectory for the rest of my life and that I was prepared to be successful and work really hard in my professional pursuits and, you know, build the life that I wanted for myself. So for a few years, that, that worked. Um, I, you know, I climbed the corporate ladder, so to speak. Um, I was doing well in my career. And then... In November of 2019, despite me keeping you know rigorous control over my lifestyle in the way that I had learned I needed to through uh, my early exposure to what we'll call autoimmunity, um, I, I started having a, just consistent digestive issues that got worse and worse and worse from November until January of 2020. <laughs> Conveniently, right before the COVID lockdown, I finally got fed up with it. I was starting to get really anxious and depressed. It was impacting my ability uh, to show up and do a good job at work. I had to take a medical leave from my job because I was so sick. So I finally you know, broke down. I went to see a gastroenterologist, a GI doc, and we did some testing and you know, I had a colonoscopy. Lo and behold, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, at first, I was excited about the diagnosis because it gave me 
a clear path. I understood what the condition was, and I thought I understood what I needed to do to control it and limit its expression and allow myself to continue living the life that I had created. So from January to June of 2020, I tried everything I could from a dietary perspective and a lifestyle perspective. Um, we took a, what well, I'll call a, a conservative pharmaceutical approach. I didn't want to start on these really strong immunosuppressants right out of the gate. I was confident that with my understanding of lifestyle and my discipline that I could control this thing. So, um, you know, I tried. I, the specific carbohydrate diet was the first thing that I found, and it made sense to me that um, if you eat single-chain carbohydrates, simple sugars, your body's able to digest them. There's nothing left to ferment in your colon, which reduces the dysfunction that's causing, you know, this colitis or whatever's going on uh, in my digestive tract. So I tried that for six months and I failed miserably from, I, I, was, I was so sick. I took, you know, 12 weeks off of work. Um, you know, my career really suffered. My, my life was just in shambles. I remember it was, I think, March of 2020. I was sitting in my apartment. It was a beautiful sunny day in Seattle, which you don't get very many of uh, outside of like two and a half months in the summer. So when those days come up, you really want to take advantage of them. And I, I was feeling so bad. I remember looking out my window and it's sunny and it's beautiful. And I like closed the blinds. I sat down on my couch and I just started crying. It was the most bizarre thing. I, I was almost laughing because I'm like, man, like this is not me. I'm a very um, happy, gregarious, outgoing guy who loves to be involved with my friends and play sports and, and get out and do things, work out. Uh, and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get off the couch. I couldn't leave my apartment. I was just, I was suffering so immensely. One interesting way to quantify the depth of my suffering, uh, there's a biomarker that you can test for inflammation called high sensitivity C-reactive protein. My GI doc and I were tracking my HSCRP, as they'll call it, as they call it, closely to see how bad my Crohn's was. So from January to June of 2020, on four different occasions, oh, I guess I should provide a little context first. So the HSCRP test, again, tracks systemic inflammation in your body. If you go to get an HSCRP, uh, the reference range that the test is based on is from zero to three. If you have an HSCRP above two, you want to double click on that because it's indicative of systemic inflammation and there's something that's off in your system that you want to correct at a root cause. Um, my, my HSCRP four times from January to June was over 120 with the highest being 140. It was insanely high. You know, I, I, it makes sense. I also remember uh, taking my dog out in the morning and climbing the stairs at my apartment complex and like breaking down as I was climbing the stairs because my hips, my knees, my ankles, my toes, all my joints hurt so bad. It felt like there was sandpaper in there. And I looked like, and I felt like an arthritic old man. And as somebody who was previously, you know, trying to get out there and ski powder and get after it in the gym to have fallen so hard from, from grace, as I'll call it, even though my lifestyle had maintained uh, the principles and like the things that had previously in my life reduced my suffering so much. Uh, I, I was completely dumbfounded and dejected, and I, I was really hard on myself that I had let this happen to me. So, uh, you know, my, my immune system is running wild from June. In June, I ended up having some pretty serious wounds off of my colon. I needed to have an emergency surgery. Um, my 
GI doc and I got together after that and said, hey, like, you know, we need to take the nuclear approach. I started on a really powerful uh, systemic immunosuppressant called Remicade. As soon as that was on board, I, I got some relief. And from June until April, I'll say, of 2021, I was in a holding pattern where I wasn't suffering so immensely, but I was also not at all robust. I had to be ridiculously rigid in my diet and my lifestyle. And if I like exercised too hard in the gym or I went too hard on the ski slopes, I would suffer for five to seven days with you know horrible digestion and anxiety and joint pain and these things because my immune system just couldn't handle that level of stress. That mechanical load was too much and my body couldn't recover from it. So, so I suffered a lot. <laughs> the 2020 on top of COVID, which the lockdown was particularly aggressive in Seattle, um, my life was, it was the hardest year of my life. I, I, it was the deepest, darkest time. And it really gave me empathy for everyone out there who is suffering from what might be undiagnosed or unrecognized systemic inflammation that's negatively impacting your personality. Again, I had gone from a guy who's, you know, super engaged socially and wanting to be with my friends and get out there and socialize to crying when my friends would text me or call me and tell me that they were thinking of me because my emotions were so dysregulated from my inflammation. So it filled me with enormous empathy for people who were suffering and um, was a really difficult experience. And then in April 2021, I came out to visit my friends Brian, the Liver King Johnson, and his wife Barbara uh, at their place outside of Houston, Texas. Uh, Brian and I have been friends for a couple of years in my previous roles um, in technology, as I'll call it. I, I supported dietary supplements vendors, and I had developed a relationship with Brian through that. Um, I loved what he was doing at Ancestral Supplements, and you know we had maintained a dialogue, and he'd been telling me, like, hey, man, like, you know, it sucks you're feeling so bad. Come out here and uh, spend some time with us and see if you don't feel better. They, they had a hyperbaric chamber that has some really compelling uh, literature around Crohn's and hyperbaric therapy. So, he, you know, he wanted me to come out here, get in the chamber, and to just kind of be in the ancestral environment that they have created. You know, a little context, again, Brian uh, is the founder and CEO of Ancestral Supplements. Uh, his wife, Barbara, is amazing. And they have created a completely ancestral environment at their place outside of Houston, Texas. There's no EMFs. There's no uh, polyester. There's no um, Wi-Fi. You know, if you have your cell phone, it needs to be on airplane mode. Which previously I thought like, man, that's really extreme. <laughs> you know, technology is um, a boon to society and to people. It's been good for us. Uh, and, you know, the, what I had read, which was very limited on EMFs, was like, oh, you know, that, that stuff doesn't impact you at all. Um, so needless to say, I came out to see Brian and Barbara. I was really excited to spend time with them and their boys, Rad and Stryker. Um, and, you know, I was hopeful that maybe I would see some improvement in my health. But really, I was just excited to spend time with my friends. So I got here. Um, and the very first day... All of a sudden, my like, you know, I had constant digestive discomfort uh, that went away. It's like, oh, that's weird. Um, you know, two days later, I I had <laughs> this maybe TMI, but I had a perfect poo for the first time in over eighteen months, and I was like, what in the hell is going on here, man? I have been consistently suffering for a year and a half uh, with you know unregulated or um, rampant inflammatory bowel disease, and now I've been here two days, and all of my symptoms have gone away. You know, at first I was like treading lightly. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not going to say anything because surely this is a fluke. Um, but I started to realize it was, it wasn't a fluke as the, the, I spent a week here and, you know, days three, day four, day five, um, 
the, the tribe at Ancestral here has a couple of really high-level CrossFit athletes who you know have incredible capacity. Uh, they're great at programming workouts, and they're, they're super strong. And being the competitive person that I am, uh, I was trying to keep up with them in the gym here. So I was doing really exhaustive aerobic workouts and strength training. And I thought 100% that after the hardest workout that I did on day three, like, man, I'm going to pay for this tomorrow. Like, I'm going to wake up struggling to move. Uh, my digestion is going to be off for a few days. And there was nothing. I, I was completely normal. I actually use a uh, a polar chest strap heart rate monitor to test my heart rate variability and resting heart rate every morning. I used that. It was a great tool for me when I was really sick to gauge my uh, readiness, if you will, for strain so that I wouldn't overwork myself if my body was recovering in ways that I didn't interpret physically. So uh, I was testing my heart rate and my heart rate variability every morning. And everything was golden. My readiness was a nine or higher. Um, it, it, I was just dumbfounded. It was such a profound experience. I'm like, man, this there's something uh, there's something to this. So you know, I, I made a list of like, okay, what exists here in the ancestral environment that I don't have in Seattle? And you know, there are a few things, but I'll boil it down to uh, EMFs, water quality, and polyester clothes. And grounding. They do a lot of grounding here as well. And cold exposure. So, so I guess it's not a very short list. Um, but, but I made this list and I thought, damn, like I'm going to do the best I can to implement these things back in Seattle. So you know, I had a great week with Brian and Barbara. I really started thinking more critically about the lifestyle variables that I had been pursuing, which were primarily exercise, uh, sleep, and diet. And I'd say diet has always been what I perceived as the most important pillar of health and wellness. Um, but my diet hadn't changed at all. I was eating the same way that I did before coming to see Brian and Barbara as I did while I was here. Uh, and you know, the outcomes changed drastically. So I flew back to Seattle with this list of things that I was going to try and do differently. And I was really excited to see how my health played out back in that environment. Uh, I, I get off the plane, you know, I, I got in late that night. I woke up the next morning and I was just back in, I was suffering again. <laughs> My digestion was off. I could feel this like underlying uh, anxiety and I was like, what in the hell is going on here? So I got to work on my list. You know, I was waking up, I would go jump in Lake Sammamish to get my cold exposure. I removed all the polyester clothing from my environment. I tried to like turn off my Wi-Fi router at night. Uh, but but I couldn't I couldn't successfully recreate the environment that they had here. I got on there's a great website www.antennasearch.com and looked at my address in Seattle. This website shows you where your cell towers and antenna are relative to your address. And the <laughs> there were 289 antenna and I think nine cell towers within one mile of my place. The the uh, Google Maps overlay of where my apartment was and then all of these antenna was insane. So there's no way for me to recreate uh, the EMF remediation, as I'll call it, that they had here at the, uh, their place in, in Houston. So I'm like, man, like this is profound. And you know, my health was degrading. The longer that I spent in Seattle, I could see uh, you know, my performance at work was slipping because now I had this uh, kind of internal um, contradiction. I don't maybe not a contradiction, but I had this dialogue going like, man, like I'm not living the way that I need to, to express my biology in the best way and be the healthiest, most passionate version of myself, which is 100%, I think from a first principle, what you have to do if you want to deliver value in the world, first, you have to take care of yourself and you have to make sure that you're capable of expressing yourself in the best way. So I, I quit my job, I packed up my stuff and I moved to Texas. 
I, Brian and Barbara are two of the most generous people that I have ever known. And they offered to let me stay with them as I moved, when I moved to Texas, kind of as I got my life in order, I figured out where I wanted to live and all of those details. So, you know, I, again, I had flown back to Seattle. My health had continued to, to be shit, literally and figuratively. Um, and as I drove down here, um, I was wondering like, man, I wonder if, if the results will happen again immediately. And sure enough, first day I get here, I get out of my car, um, I stepped in an anthill first, which sucks. I don't know if you've ever been bitten by ants in Texas, but got ant bites all over my feet. I was like, oh, what a great welcoming um, party. But then we immediately got to work in the gym. Um, The tribe had just finished their meeting. It was like, I think, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. So we were out there getting a a really hard workout in the Texas sun. It was May 5th, 2021. Never forget that date. Um, And Again, immediately, my health was perfect again. And since I have been here in an ancestrally controlled environment, um, complete remission, spontaneous resolution of these inflammatory bowel disease conditions or symptoms that I had been suffering with for the previous 18 months that had completely crippled me, um, had knocked me out of uh, my corporate job in technology. Again, I was sitting in my apartment by myself crying. (laughs) I was a complete shell of who I was as a person. And then to come here, you know, on two separate occasions and to see sustained remission of my symptoms from an ancestral environment it's filled me, one, with gratitude um, for Brian and Barbara and the ancestral team at the work that they're doing in the world and the message that they're spreading. And it's, um, it's given me, I would say, a, a purpose to spread this message to the rest of the world, to you and to your community, and to build a community around this message because it is so powerful. There's so much bullshit in the world today of, uh, you know, technology is all progress, um, Life is better than it's ever been. You know, we're safer. We're more well-fed, uh, but we're we're overfed and we're undernourished, right? And, and we're we don't have a um, critical relationship or a, a well thought out relationship with technology. We've just all been told that hey, this thing, all of this stuff is good, and you should accept its presence in your life all the time. Um, and our, our biology. I think begs to differ. Mine certainly has. And the level of suffering that I went through and the, the way that I feel now, um, I want to help people. <laughs> and I want to get this message out there and I want to devote the rest of my life to spreading this message so that other people don't have to suffer in the way that I have. It makes me so curious that if I would have had it an ancestrally controlled environment as a teenager, if my skin issues and my emotional variability would have been less, um, you know, it doesn't do any good to to ruminate on that now, but the best thing I can do is moving forward, continue to structure my life this way so that I feel good, I'm engaged, and I can get out there and spread the message and deliver value in the world and help other people avoid the suffering that I have been through. So that's why I'm I'm doing this podcast. That's what I want to do um, moving forward as as my life's purpose and mission is to help other people be healthy and happy through a return to ancestral living principles. Um there's, we've, we've got a lot of work to do given the way that life is structured right now, but I, I know that we can do it and I know that it can have an enormous impact on people's lives who are suffering. I see, I see people suffering every time I'm, I'm out and about in the world, whether it's from you know obesity or uh, reduced mobility or kind of mobility restrictions, faulty movement patterns, you know, emotional dysfunction that, again, I think is likely caused by systemic inflammation from unmanaged lifestyle variables. So I see that suffering in people, and because I have suffered so much, um, 
I want to do something about it. And I am doing something about it. And that's why I'm doing this work here. So yeah, that's, that's my story. That's who I am. That's why I'm here. And I'm super excited to continue, you know, refining my ability to articulate the message and my story to put this message out there through a podcast and YouTube and social media um, and to build a community around this awareness of the impact of ancestral living and kind of the the more critical we need to the more critically we need to think about our relationship with the modern world there has been a lot of things that have advanced on the momentum of industry and capitalism i'm i'm not at all against capitalism i think that markets are efficient allocators of resources and that we have experienced the most abundance that we've ever seen in human history but we've we're not doing a good job as independent consumers, uh, and we need to do a better job thinking about the food that we eat, the way that we move, the environments that we create, and the communities that we build, and how all of those things come together to nurture us, to nurture our families, our loved ones, our communities. And if we all feel great, we're going to be able to really create a world of abundance. If, if everybody you know felt good and was happy and ready to get out there and socialize and work together to, to solve problems and deliver value— what a beautiful place we would live in and we should live in and we will live in, um, you know, as we continue to do more, more work in this way uh, and help folks feel better and, and be better in their day to day. So that's what you can expect from the tip of the spear podcast. Um, you know, I think over the next nine or 10 episodes, um, Brian, the liver King has done a fantastic job distilling uh, the ancestral living philosophies into nine ancestral tenants. So my, current mental model of this podcast is I'm going to take one tenant per episode and do a deep dive on it. So the next nine episodes will be the ancestral tenants. The first one will start with sleep like a rock. Sleep is one of the most important things you can do to give your body space to recover. Uh, you know, I'm going to do, after I get through the nine ancestral tenants, we'll do an interview with the founder of Ancestral Supplements, Brian, the Liver King Johnson, share his kind of origin story, his why, what he's hoping to accomplish through the supplement company and more broadly through the ancestral message in the world. And then from there, you know, I'm going to continue to look for subject matter experts in the ancestral living space and have them on to interview. Um, you know, I'll do deep dive podcasts based on like primary resources that I find and good literature that's out there on the impacts of ancestral living and the way it can improve your life. Um, and then I want to interact with the community. So I'm also going to use this as a forum to share ancestral stories of folks who have, like myself, who have been suffering and have seen improvements by implementing ancestral living practices in their lives. I want to make sure that you guys are connected to the results that people are seeing from this lifestyle uh, and are empowered to deploy it in your life and feel better day to day with your families and in your communities. So that's kind of a, a high level view of, of what's coming down the pipe on the tip of the spear podcast. Um, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to episode one with me today. I would love if you could follow me on Instagram at human updated. Um, you can check out our website at www.tipofthespear.co or www.ancestralsupplements.com. I really recommend, and I'll drop in the show notes, uh, the Ancestral Supplements About Us page. Um, Brian has done a lot of great writing and blogging there on ancestral living principles and how to execute them in your life. 
And then finally, uh, you know, I'm new to this. I'm just trying to take action and get content out there in the world. So if you have feedback for me on the podcast, on my execution, on content you would like to see, please send an email to podcast at tipofthespear.co. Uh, I'll be monitoring that inbox closely, uh, and I'll integrate your feedback into to my delivery of this podcast and to uh, future episodes that I have planned. So thank you for tuning in today. Again, if you know anyone in your life who is suffering uh, that could benefit from this message, please share that with them. I really look forward to talking to you again soon about uh, how to sleep like a rock. And until next time, be well, much love. We'll talk to you soon.